Okay, welcome, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, whoever happens to stumble upon this thing, uh, I've decided that I'm going to call it Movies and Stuff, because it's going to be about movies and stuff. I think uh, if you're listening to this in the Anchor app, you know that you know that it has its own format there. But I think what I'm going to try to do is actually export it to uh, podcast services because Anchor now lets you do that. For those of you eventually listening to this on podcast services, um, Anchor is this really cool app. Uh, you can kind of think of it like a Snapchat except for audio only. Uh, what it allows you to do is kind of make these quick little segments and throw them all together and. Uh, you know, news sites are using it for, like, up-to-the-minute news, so they're, you know, one- or two-minute clips about, like, a news story. Um, I don't think I'm going to do that so much. Um, right now, I don't, I don't know what this is. This is episode one of Movies and Stuff. Uh, this is the introduction part of it, uh, where I intro it um, and kind of explain what I want to do. Uh, and what I kind of, uh, what I hope to do eventually is maybe make this a daily thing where I can give you some, some daily news about what, what's happening, the big stories about movies, because I'm really passionate about movies and what ha- what's happening. And there's just a lot of stuff going on in the movie world, right? So uh, there's that. But what's really cool is Anchor allows you to kind of throw other stuff in there too. So uh, you, the listener, uh, if you download the Anchor app, you could probably in the future kind of call in or or be part of segments and stuff, and that can be pretty cool. Um, you can also do long-form interviews and stuff, and I might do that with some people uh, to kind of spice things up as as I move along. But for now, you have, for sure, one episode of Movies and Stuff. It's episode one for Thursday, June 29th, 2017. We're going to go over some news. Uh, we're going to do some box office numbers from last week, talk about the movies that came out last week as well. There's a couple of trailers I want to talk to you about, and there's a couple of interesting movies opening this weekend that we're also going to touch on. So, uh, if that sounds interesting, or even if it doesn't, uh, keep listening, because I think uh, you'll find that uh, this is really going to be a lot of fun, especially if you like movies. If you don't, you know, I guess you don't have to listen, but I could really use the support. Uh, Not even the support, just more people talking about movies. Movies are great. Movies are great. All right, we're going to talk about box office numbers and the movies that opened last weekend right after this. All right, that get you pumped? Uh, Mombasa from the Inception, Inception soundtrack. Really good track, uh, really good movie, really good music from that movie. Uh, probably a little overkill for the news this week, but that's okay. Let's talk about the box office weekend numbers from last weekend. So, I know a lot of you probably don't pay attention to how much money a movie makes in a weekend. Uh, But it can kind of help tell you why movies are successful or not successful. Um, And also, you know, like, you want a movie that's a really good movie to make a lot of money because you want, I don't know, more people to see it, right? Um, And it's a fascinating thing in the industry. It can also be why, you know, you see some movies that come out and then they're gone less than a month later. And it's like, why did that movie disappear? Well, it didn't make any money. So anyway, this is for last weekend. Uh, if I end up doing this daily uh, daily podcast for you, this will probably be a Monday segment. But since this is a Thursday, and this is the first episode, and because I don't know if it's going to be a weekly or a daily or a what, whatever it is, uh, we'll see. But this is what we got for now. June 23rd through the 25th, 2017. The number one movie at 
the box office was Transformers last night. Um, it opened technically last Wednesday. If you count Wednesday through Sunday, it made $68 million, uh, which is a, a decent amount of money. The big news there is that uh, it was supposed to open a lot bigger. In fact, this is the fifth Transformers movie, uh, but all the other previous Transformers movies opened with at least, uh, not at least, over $100 million at the box office. Um, so the fact that it only made $68 million, uh is not... Not great news. It's not trending in a good direction. And actually, if you only count the weekend, that Friday through Sunday, uh, it made $44 million. So really not a good showing. Um, I haven't liked any of the Transformers movies a whole lot. I guess the first one was okay. Um, But they're kind of loud. They're kind of noisy. I think Roger Ebert described one of them in his reviews uh, as uh, a bunch of noise, and you could basically replicate the same experience by having a children's choir screeching the sounds of hell while banging pots and pans together. Um, I don't know if I go that far, but it's pretty close. Uh, but very surprising. The movies typically do well. So, that's that. Wonder Woman, in its, what, fourth weekend? So it's been out a month, is in second place with 24, almost $25 million at the box office. That's huge. Um, that's a good amount of money. Uh, and actually, I just read that it is the of the DC Cinematic Universe the most um, money it's made domestically, so just in the U.S. out of all four of those movies. So that'd be what uh, Man of Steel, the uh, Batman vs Superman, Suicide Squad, and now Wonder Woman. It is the most successful in the U.S. Uh, total gross to date in the U.S. it has made three hundred and eighteen million dollars. So it's doing well. It has good legs, as they say, uh, in the movie industry. Uh, some other movies to, to keep an eye on. In its second week, Cars 3 made $24 million. It's almost it's at $98 million, almost $100 million. Uh, that looks to be about what, what everyone expected from Cars 3. Uh, it is not the most beloved Pixar uh, movie, but it, it's doing okay in its second week. Uh, honestly, if, you, if you're being honest, Cars 3 is more of a, a multimedia franchise. It makes a lot of its money from uh, not just ticket sales, but kids buying toys and spinoffs and uh, other, other things like that. So it's going to make its money just fine. Uh, I don't think it's overperforming or underperforming. There's a couple movies, uh, 47 Meters Down, that's the shark movie. It, uh, it made $7 million in fourth place in its second weekend. And then The Mummy, the the reboot franchise starting movie with Tom Cruise is in fourth place or fifth place and it only its third week. It's got six million dollars, less than seventy million dollars so far. Uh it hasn't even made back its budget yet, $125 million, so it's not doing well there. Rounding out the top ten, you have All Eyes on Me, Pirates of the Caribbean, Rough Night, Captain Underpants, and Guardian of the Galaxy Volume Two hanging in there in its eighth weekend, almost $400 million total. Let's get into some news, shall we? All right, here we go. If you haven't seen Wonder Woman yet, shame on you. You should see it. It's been out for a month now. Solid movie, solid time, really enjoy it. Uh, But despite it being really successful, it being the most uh, successful DC Cinematic Universe movie, 
Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman, still hadn't been uh, announced for Wonder Woman 2 yet. And it was kind of a foregone conclusion that there would be a sequel to Wonder Woman with how successful it's been. Um, today it's official. Patty Jenkins will indeed be directing Wonder Woman 2. Uh, she had this to say about it. I had an epiphany about Wonder Woman 2. I was like, you don't have to do this. It doesn't have to be a foregone conclusion that you do Wonder Woman 2. But then as I was falling asleep, I had an epiphany. I was like, wait a minute, you have the greatest character of all time that you love dearly with a cast you love sitting at the palm of your hand at this day and age. You can do whatever you want with them. Are you crazy? And then I suddenly realized it's not more, it's another movie. It's its own movie, and it's got to be great. It's a continuation of the same character, but there's a great, entirely different story to be told. With this character in our world, that's fun, because now she exists, just funny, and also says something profound about the world we're in right now. Um, doesn't give you a lot as far as what she necessarily wants to do plot-wise with Wonder Woman 2. If you've seen the first Wonder Woman, you know it takes place in World War I, uh, but it won't be continuing in World War I. Um, spoilers, I guess, but Wonder Woman is also in Batman vs. Superman in the modern day, so, um, you know, it wasn't going to stay there forever. She's also in the upcoming Justice League movie, so I don't feel like that's a huge spoiler. Um, but she's right, I think, right? There's a lot you can do with that character in present-day times, and I'm excited to hear that she's looking at it as not, like, a sequel as much as it is almost a separate movie just involving the same character or characters, Right? And that's exciting to me because I think we got to see what what Diana Ross, what Wonder Woman looks like when you put her in a a a setting that's kind of like ours. Uh, you expose her to mankind and what humans are like, right? And that was fun. There was a lot of humor there. But the world is very different now than it was in World War One, and I think there's a lot of interesting commentary you can have there and fun you can have there, frankly. And I think she's talking to that. Um, Regardless, she did a fabulous job with Wonder Woman, um, and I think it's a good thing that they brought her back. I think she's going to do great stuff in a a sequel, or whatever they end up calling Wonder Woman 2. Moving on to some less than exciting news. Uh, have you been wondering where the next James Bond movie is? They, you know, they, they kind of come out like clockwork, typically, until they don't, and then something's typically wrong, right? Uh, rumor is right now that the James Bond producers are considering a James Bond cinematic universe. Uh, it is a rumor right now. There is no hard evidence that it's actually going to happen. Um, but that's the rumor right now. Uh, frankly, I'm kind of sick of cinematic universes. Um, not everything has to be a cinematic universe. You know, it, yeah, just sigh, right? Like, it... You got King Kong and Godzilla and monsters in the cinematic universe. You've got uh, Universal trying to turn their properties like The Mummy and Dracula and Frankenstein into its own weird cinematic universe. Obviously, you have DC and Marvel trying to make cinematic universes. The reason I give those kind of a pass, though, is those are already like giant universes already, like prior to putting them on film. Um, so it's more of an, an adaption of what's already happening. Trying to kind of monkey wrench in a, a, a cinematic universe and, and take these things that aren't supposed to be that and then rip them apart and try to force it, it doesn't make sense to me. 
um, especially when you hear some of these ideas. So the rumors uh, for spin-off movies include Money Penny, uh, a prequel Judy Dench M, that character, a spin-off movie, also a movie about Q, the research and development guy who gives James Bond his gadgets kind of movie. Um, the problem there is I don't really want any of those, right? Yes, you could spin it off and create a cinematic universe, but I don't necessarily care about those characters enough to, ha- to watch a, a two-hour movie of just them. Um, I like them just fine in the James Bond movie, and if you want to expand their role a little bit in those movies, I'm fine with that too, and I think some of the Daniel Craig movies did that, and I enjoyed that, right? But James Bond is fine as a franchise. You don't need to spin off characters and make it something bigger than it is. Anyway, this is a rumor as of right now, um, and one that I don't particularly care for. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, um, if you want to write into the show or, or call into the show or whatever on the Anchor app. That's the only way you can actually do that. Uh, but it, I just don't think it's a good idea. I don't see how this benefits the franchise. I, I only see ways that it can hurt it. But it's a rumor right now. Who knows whether it's actually going to be something that, that happens or not. I guess we'll find out. Here's another bit of fun news for you. Um, if you've been keeping up, you know that Spider-Man Homecoming comes out in about a week from now. Um, Tom Holland, the star of that, was last seen in Captain America Civil War. I uh, thought he did a good job. Very excited to see him in the new Spider-Man movie. Uh, interesting thing, though. Uh, Marvel won't let Tom Holland read the Infinity War script, basically because he has a big mouth. Um, Infinity War is the giant Avengers movie that's basically going to star all of Marvel's heroes up to this point. Uh, It's being worked on right now. It's being filmed. But apparently, Tom Holland hasn't even seen the full script or doesn't even really know entirely what's going on. Uh, Here's what he had to say. I don't know anything about it or what it's about. I know who the villain is, but that's it. They don't let me read anything because I'm so bad at keeping secrets. Um, This is really funny. Uh... This mostly has to do with the fact that a couple weeks ago, uh, Tom Holland let slip that Spider-Man Homecoming is the start of a Spider-Man trilogy, um, which I I guess you could assume that was going to happen, but there had been no formal announcement, also because Spider-Man on film is technically owned by Sony. There's a lot of legal wrangling that has to be involved for each of the Spider-Man to show up in a Marvel movie or to be made by Marvel. So... um, I guess Marvel wasn't ready to release that, and he let that slip anyway. Um, I just find it funny. I think it's really funny that... I mean, he's a young guy, right? He's really excited about these things, like all of us are. Uh, but that Marvel is just like, okay, no, you, you are only going to see what you absolutely have to see, and nothing else. Uh, that's funny to me. That's really funny. The last little bit of our news segment today... I don't know if you've followed the saga of the Netflix Sense8 TV show. Uh, It's been one that I've meant to watch, but haven't actually watched it yet. Um, There are two seasons, and recently Netflix canceled it. Uh, There's a big outcry, and Netflix basically said, look, we love the series too, but it's not getting tons of viewers, and it also costs something like $9 million an episode to make. Um, That's a lot of money for a TV show, even one on Netflix, especially if it's not doing uh, superbly well. 
so there's a big fan outcry when it got canceled, and Netflix apologized but said, like, it just doesn't make sense. Now comes word that Sense8 will return to Netflix uh, with a two-hour special to kind of wrap everything up. I guess season two ended in a, a bit of a cliffhanger, and Netflix has uh, decided to bring it back uh, at least to give fans uh, some type of closure with the story uh, that was, was started. Um, here's what I find interesting, is that this is kind of, I think, the benefit of something like Netflix, right? Netflix can give us TV shows that we, we don't necessarily see all the time, um, but it's still a business, and if it's not doing well, if the numbers aren't there, it's not going to keep pursuing something that's not making them money or helping them keep you know, customers. But because of the way Netflix does TV, it has the flexibility, right, to 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 ease the, the, the cancellation a little bit, right? You look at uh, network television, something on CBS, CBS ABC, Fox, um, NBC, anything like that. If a show doesn't do well, it gets canceled, right? And then it's just done. It doesn't matter if there's a cliffhanger. Uh, in today's viewing... Something like this that, that Netflix is doing, it's kind of an olive branch to the fans, which I think is cool. It's sad that the show is canceled, but Netflix and these other streaming providers, right, they have the ability to say, here, okay, we understand you're upset, but let us give you some closure. Let, let's kind of make Sense8 a complete package. So even though you can't, uh, you can't see more adventures with these characters. You can't see more story. We can wrap up the story we do have in a satis hopefully satisfactory way. Um, I think that's cool, and that's something that is a bit of a be benefit, I think, to the streaming model. It's an argument to be made for the streaming model versus uh, the old way of doing television. So anyway, Sense8 will come out with a, a two-hour series finale special thing uh, and it will air in 2018. So if you were a fan of that show, congratulations, you get two more hours of it. That, ladies and gentlemen, is our news for the week. After this, I want to talk about some trailers that just dropped today. We'll get back to that right after this. All right, that was a little Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses for you. Uh, that's not a coincidence. Today, the Jumanji sequel, Jumanji 2, came out. It's called Jumanji 2 Welcome to the Jungle. Um, and yes, it is Jumanji 2 technically. So I don't know. I, I guess that means it's a sequel to the Robin Williams original movie. Uh, I, I was going to call it a classic. I have fond memories of it because of when I was a kid. But I don't know if it, it really was. I don't know if it's been long enough. And I don't know if it's good enough to be called a classic. Whatever it is. Uh, here's the sequel. Um, and it looks so. I was going to say it looks alright. It doesn't look alright. It looks weird and phoned in. Um, the basic plot is four kids, I guess, are in detention. They, uh... Not detention. They're, they're all troublemakers, I guess, and they end up having to do some uh, work cleanup thing for the school because of it. Uh, and they find an old video game system called Jumanji. And so they all pick four different characters, and then they get sucked into the console somehow, and suddenly they are those characters. So that means the kids that we see aren't actually the kids in most of the movie. Um, the main characters, are the, the, the kids are playing as these characters in the game, but those characters 
end up being Dwayne Johnson, Karen Gillen, uh, Jack Black, and Kevin Hart, right? So those are actually the people we're with most of the time. It's those kids, I guess, playing those avatars. It's it's a weird concept. Um, it is not at all what I expected, and... And and to be quite honest, I think it loses a lot of the charm of the original. Good or bad, the original, it was cool seeing a, a, a this jungle world and creatures and everything kind of taking over our world and breaking into our world. That was cool. This is an excuse to make an action movie and have dumb one-liners. Um, one of the, the girls who's in this detention thing ends up being a guy as her avatar, so... Jack Black is basically playing a girl playing a guy, right? It, 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 it looks like cheap blast to me. Um, could it be good? It could probably be good. I mean, it's one trailer. I will probably see it when it comes out because I go see everything. Uh, but I don't, I don't have high hopes for it based on what I saw. Um, yeah, it, if anything, it is not in the spirit of the original and we will find out whether that works for today's audiences or not. The second trailer that came out today is for something that I don't know that a lot of my listeners or people kind of in the mainstream media will have heard about, but it's coming to Netflix. It's a Netflix movie called Death Note. Uh, Death Note is adapted from an anime um, that's a really good anime, and Hear me out for a second. I know I just lost half of you with the words anime, um, but I'm not a big anime fan myself. Not because I think it's bad necessarily, but a lot of times it's very hard to keep up with, and it, it it's kind of about the overall experience. I know my brother watches a lot of anime. There's some TV shows that have like 700 episodes. That's insane. Um, insane in a good way, I guess, if you like it. But Death Note is uh, kind of one that stood out for me, um, because its plot is very different. It's about this kid who finds this thing called a Death Note. Um, and demons are what carry around Death Notes. And I'm probably butchering this plot. But when you write someone's name in this Death Note, they die, is the basic concept. Um, and it's about this kid who gets his Death Note and basically, you know sees it as a way for him to turn into almost like a god and be able to do whatever he wants. It's very fascinating. Um, anyway, Netflix is adapting that anime into a, a live-action movie that comes out on August 25th, so not too long from now. Um, it doesn't really have anybody you know in except for Willem Dafoe, who voices uh, the demon Ryuk. Sorry, I'm, I'm screwing this up. Um... Anyway, it's weird. The trailer doesn't do a great job of selling me on it, um, but I am intrigued by it, especially knowing the basic plot and premise to the original. Um, I don't know if that's something that interests you. Uh, it certainly interests me. Uh, what's really cool about it is it ends up being this cat-and-mouse game between this detective and this other guy, uh, the, guy the kid with the, the death note. Um, and it's really cool. There's a lot of mind games and stuff that happen in it. I think there's a lot of potential for it to be really good. Um, based on this trailer, I don't know if it will be or not, but I am excited to see what they do with the, the source material. I think there's a lot of potential there. So, we'll find out on August 25th, won't we? Alright, let's talk about this weekend. Movies coming out this weekend. 
I think there's really only two movies that most people are going to be interested in. Uh, one of them actually already came out. It came out on a Wednesday. That movie is Baby Driver. Um, for those listening who don't know, uh, the song who played before the song that played before this segment was actually Simon and Garfunkel's Baby Driver. Um, yeah, Baby Driver. Uh, currently on Rotten Tomatoes, the movie has 97%. That is one really good-looking score. Uh, critical consensus is stylish, exciting, and fueled by a killer soundtrack. Baby Driver hits the road, and it's gone. Proving fast-paced action movies can be smartly written without sacrificing thrills. I saw the movie today as... Uh, not in preparation for this, but uh, I guess in preparation for this. <laughs> um, and I'd say that's an accurate accurate way of describing the movie. It's a really fun action movie. It's really well written. It's smartly written. Uh, there's some characters I care about in there. Uh, it's not a complex movie, as a lot of action movies aren't, uh, but it's very good. It is directed by Edgar Wright. Uh, those of you movie buffs might know uh, that director from movies like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, or uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. He has a very kinetic directing style, very... Uh, very good. What I can say, and I was very happy to see this with the movie, is that watching it, the action is very um, followable. Uh, a lot of action movies nowadays, they quick cut here and there and everywhere, and you have no idea who's in what place. You just know stuff's happening. Uh, in this, as car chases are going on and all sorts of action, you know exactly what's going on, and it's really flipping cool. Um, I do recommend Baby Driver. I think it's probably going to end up being one of the better movies, uh, not just of this summer, but of this year. The other movie that came out, or uh, comes out tomorrow, or this weekend, uh, Baby Driver came out yesterday, for those of you at home. It had an early Wednesday opening. Despicable Me 3, however, comes out tomorrow on Friday. Uh, Despicable Me 3, currently sitting at a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not bad, especially for a third sequel, uh if you count Minions, so Despicable Me 1, 2, and Minions, now Despicable Me 3. The critical consensus, Despicable Me 3 should keep fans of the franchise consistently entertained with another round of colorful animation and zany, albeit somewhat scattershot, humor. Um, I have not seen Despicable Me 3, uh, and to be honest, I don't know if I will. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of this franchise. It's fine. It's good. Uh, there's some clever writing there occasionally, but this is not one of the better animated series, in my opinion. Um, I think it's pretty safe bet from what I'm seeing here, though, that uh, if you liked the other movies in this franchise, you're probably going to like this one. And if you didn't, you're probably not going to like this one, right? Like, you kind of know where you fall on this. Uh, I'll be curious to see how it does at the box office, uh, whether people come out to see it or not. And I just wanted to throw in here, as we're rounding things up, next weekend, Spider-Man Homecoming comes out. Uh, we've already mentioned Tom Holland already in this episode. Um, I'm very excited to see it, and very excited because a lot of advanced reviews have already started to come out. And currently, it's sitting at a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so many critics have already come out and rated the movie that it already has a critical consens consensus. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming does whatever a second reboot can, delivering a colorful, fun adventure that fits snugly in a sprawling MCU without getting bogged down in franchise building. Uh, that's exactly what I I hope this movie is. I I hope it's not too cinematic universe-y. 
I hope it, it, it does its own thing. Spider-Man is such a good character. Peter Parker is such a good character. It would be nice to see a movie um, about him and about that character done well. Uh, I think it's been a little while since we've seen that. I would argue since probably Spider-Man 2, uh, way back when Sam Raimi did that one in 2004. I'm looking forward to this movie uh, next week. When uh, I see it, I will definitely let you know what I think of it. Until then, uh, be excited. It looks like it's going to be a pretty good movie. And that is the movies coming out this weekend. Alright, that about does it for the first ever episode of Movies and Stuff. I don't know how it went. I don't know what to change. I don't know any of that. So, if you want to leave feedback for me, uh, there probably should be ways for you to get a hold of me. Uh, for now, if you want, feel free to call into the show um, or leave me notes on the Anchor app. I think you can do that. I may be wrong. I'm learning how to use this here Anchor app. I've never podcasted specifically through it. Um, but feel free to, to call in, leave comments, do whatever through the Anchor app. I'm also going to post this to Google Play and Apple services because that's where I can right now. Uh, if you enjoyed what you listened to, I would love for you to go and rate me five stars, uh, leave a review. That'll help out tremendously. Um, honestly, and, and any feedback you want to give, please give feedback. I love movies. I love talking about movies. That's why I'm starting this thing. Um, and if you love movies too or just kind of like movies, like being in the know, but want a better listening experience, please let me know what I can do to improve the show, to make it better, to make it more like what you would like to listen to. Um, I can't take every suggestion and do everything everybody wants, but I will listen, I will consider it, I will figure out how to best incorporate that to make a better show for everybody. Um, this has been Movies and Stuff for June 29th, 2017. Thank you so much for joining me. I've been your host, Robert Yates. Until next time, insert witty catchphrase here. <laughs> Take it easy, guys.